Hello and welcome to the hearth fire. May your troubles be less and your blessings be more and nothing but happiness comes through your door. I'm your host, Caitlin, or as I'm also known, the Ruta Druid. And this is Around the Earth Mother's Hearth, a podcast about modern shamanic living for healing yourself, your community, and our earth. Hello and welcome. In this episode, I'll share my journey of attracting self-love and provide a few suggestions of how you can too. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review wherever you source your favorite podcasts. I don't advertise and rely primarily on recommendations from others to get this podcast and my other endeavors out to the public. This passes the vibe check for you or anyone you may know, please pass it on. If you want to chat or join my Renegade Learning Grove group, I can be found on Instagram and Facebook at The Rooted Druid, and my email is therooteddruid at gmail.com. Seasonal depression. It's natural and impacts many people across the globe during these dark winter days. By the time I hit midwinter, I'm fully engaged in seasonal depression activities. I feel gross from the heavier foods I've eaten. I'm stuck inside because it's freezing outside. And there's only so much to craft or read. By midwinter, I lose interest in many activities that typically keep me sane. Boredom is a mood killer and it supports my depression spiral. As a sun Sagittarius, I love being engaged in conversations, activities, or just being outside. Winter puts a damper on all of those things. That's not to say I don't love winter. I do. But it's also a lesson in rest I have not fully mastered in my lifetime. I'm just not good at resting. Not being good at resting, but knowing I need to rest can sometimes encourage negative self-talk. Questions arise in my psyche like, you should really get off the couch today, stop pacing the house like a caged animal, or even get your shit together, Caitlin. None of those things are expressive of a person in a good place mentally or emotionally. That was me, and it needed to be addressed. But what if you don't recognize the signs of depression impacting your life until you're so deep that it's hard to get back out? Honestly, that's normal. I work in special education and have experience in the mental health field. I often do not recognize the signs of depression or even burnout until I'm in the thick of it and crying in my office at school or going to bed at 5 p.m. every night for a week. Usually, Jake will sit me down and ask if I'm okay, then remind me to pause and check in with my body and feelings. And so, on Imbolc, I took the entire day off work to focus on me my energy, and what my body was craving to feel at peace and in love with myself once again. The day started with waffles. Soft, buttery, covered in syrup waffles. It was still pretty chilly out and going outside for any reason wasn't an option. So the waffles and I snuggled up on the couch to watch recorded episodes of the Mayfair Witches and engage in the most sensual waffle experience I have ever had. The Mayfair Witches on AMC is also intriguing and enthralling. I definitely recommend it. Starting my day off slowly with breakfast and an hour or two of screen time may not seem like the best way to engage in self-care, but it works for me. I use that time to eat breakfast, snuggle up with the pups, and check in with my body. 
This is an excellent opportunity for me to ask what she wants to do that day and if she needs anything. Your body will tell you exactly what it's craving and needing if you just take the time to ask. My body certainly wanted some form of movement for the day. So after my snuggle sesh on the couch, the girls and I made our way outside to let the chickens out. It was still pretty chilly outside, and we all decided a day inside wouldn't be so bad. One of the things I wanted to make sure I did that day was transition the house over to early spring. This meant all my lingering yule decor needed to come down, the dried evergreens needed to be burned. This transition would surely take movement from my body, but it wasn't the type of movement she was craving, so we compromised. I blasted Celtic Woman Radio and danced around my home while I settled on the in-bulk task I wanted to accomplish. With each sway of my hips, my body began to slowly release the built-up tension I had been holding. Dance is a beautiful tool for attracting self-love because you're moving stagnant, stagnant energies or emotions trapped in your body. When those energies begin flowing again, you can experience an emotional release or enter a state of peace. Singing and dancing raises your vibrations, allows emotions to be expressed freely, and support how you feel about yourself. I have a hard time feeling bad about myself when I'm dancing to an old Irish jig. The freedom and flow I experienced while dancing fueled the remainder of my day and inspired baking shortbread cookies in celebration of Imbolc, cleanse my home with solar energy incense, and taking a long walk in the woods. I ended my day with snuggles and reading a good book, feeling refreshed and more myself than I had been in a long time. Listening to my body and following appropriate seasonal activities allowed me to live in the moment and not worry about external factors weighing on my soul. I could focus on what felt good for me at that moment and what activities would soothe my soul, allowing me to pour all that self-love I could into my very bones. The next morning, I woke feeling more refreshed and grounded in my body than I had in ages. Most importantly, I remembered I'm a badass human being doing hard human things, and I love every facet of my being. Attracting self-love is as easy as listening to your body and finding ways to support yourself in every area of your life. Even if that means acknowledging your failures or areas of lack and loving yourself easy anyway. It's not easy and it doesn't necessarily come naturally. Your inner monologue is a massive asset to this practice. Instead of taking, talking down to yourself or calling yourself names or whatever you didn't do well or feel insecure about, lovingly talk to yourself. It's okay to make mistakes or mess up. We are in life school. And no one expects you to do everything perfectly the first time. No one expects you to do everything perfectly at all. To be completely honest, we're just all surviving on this beautiful rock we call home. Be aware of your inner voice, listen to your body's needs, and do things that give you joy. The more you pour love into yourself, the more self-love you will attract and the better you will feel. At this time, I usually pick a Celtic or another folklore um, story to tell you all that aligns with the podcast episode for today, Um, but I didn't find anything that I really 
thought connected. But what I did find was freestoriesforkids.com. And there are um, little stories on the website that you can use for free with your own kids. Or if you're in a classroom setting, um, like I am sometimes with the little kids that have some sort of um, like value that comes out of it. And so today I'm going to tell you a story about the ugly fairy. There once was a fairy who was learning how to be a fairy godmother, most magic and wonderful. She was the kindest and cleverest of all fairies. However, she was also very ugly. And no matter how much she showed her wonderful qualities, it seemed that everyone was determined to believe that the most important thing about a fairy was her beauty. In the fairy school, they ignored her, and every time she flew off on a mission to help a child or anyone else in trouble, before she could say a word, they were already screeching and yelling at her. Ugly, get out of here, weirdo. Despite her being little, her magic was very powerful, and more than once she had considered using it to make herself beautiful. But then she remembered what her mother had always told her. My dear, you are what you are, warts and all. And never doubt that you are this way for a very special reason. But then one day, the witches of the neighboring land invaded and destroyed the country, putting all the fairies and wizards in prison. Our fairy, just before being attacked, put a spell on her own clothes, and helped by her ugly face, she managed to pass for a witch. That way, she was able to follow the witches back to their den. Once there, she used her magic to repair a big party for everyone, decorating the cave with bats, toads, spiders. The music was provided by a pack of howling wolves. While the party was in full swing, the fairy hurried off and set free all the fairies and wizards who had been imprisoned. When all of them were free, they worked together on one big spell, which succeeded in trapping the witches inside the mountain for the next hundred years. And for the next hundred years, and more, everyone remembered the great bravery and intelligence of the ugly fairy. And from that day on, no one in the land ever saw ugliness as a disgrace. Whenever someone ugly was born, people were filled with joy, knowing that new person, great things lay ahead. We can all achieve great things, and we have within ourselves all that is needed to do so. We should not give such great importance to our physical beauty or doing things perfectly, nor should we change only according to how others see us. Be yourself. Love yourself. It's okay to be you. In fact, you should prefer it. Thank you for joining me around Earth Mother's Hearth. Blessings.